Hello and welcome to Food Neighbourhoods on Monocle 24. I am Marcos Hippi. During the coronavirus outbreak, we continue this show in a slightly different form. As many of you find yourselves spending more time at home, we do follow suit, stay a bit more domestic and delve into the world of great recipes. You'll be hearing from many top chefs from around the world. This week's guest is Jeremy Chan of London's Michelin-starred restaurant Ikoye. Hi, it's Jeremy from Koi Restaurant in central London. I'm here today to discuss one of my favorite recipes. This is a recipe that my father taught me how to cook when I was younger. My dad actually doesn't cook or has never really cooked, but he's cooked this one dish. And funnily enough, it's the dish that got me into cooking. And he also ended up not wanting me to become a chef, which is kind of ironic. But it's actually one of the most amazing dishes to cook at home. And it is a chicken rice. So I, I really like this dish because it has such few ingredients and it teaches you uh, some really good basic techniques and has very clean, simple flavors. The first thing you need to do is get good ingredients because this dish is all about the chicken. So you buy one nice, large, organic chicken, eight spring onions, 100 grams of ginger, 30 grams of garlic, 75 grams of grapeseed oil, sesame oil, 50 grams, some dark soy sauce, Shaoxing rice wine, fresh coriander, and jasmine rice. Depending on how much you cook, I can give you the ratio later on in the recipe. And you also need some chicken broth. You can either make this ahead by simmering chicken wings in an equal ratio to water, or buy some good chicken broth from the local butcher or online now. They sell good chicken broth, but I wouldn't use stock cube for this recipe. A good chicken broth is really important. So the first thing to do is to clean the chicken. So you remove the wings and the legs and then rub the chicken really well with salt. This helps to clean under the skin because this recipe is not a roasted chicken, it's a poached chicken. So you're really going for a clean skin and good texture. So the salt helps to season the chicken and also get the skin nice and polished. And once you've seasoned the chicken, I like to simmer the wings and the backbone, which is removed from the crown, in the chicken broth for a couple of hours. So this way, you're using the collagen and the meat from the skin and the chicken wings to further infuse the broth and make it more intense. So I like to simmer this for a few hours with a couple of the spring onions and some of the ginger and garlic. I'm pretty liberal about this. I just do it to taste and to smell. You really want like a fragrant ginger, garlic, spring onion smell coming from your broth. So once that's ready, you strain the vegetables and the chicken parts from the broth and keep the broth simmering. And this is the more technical part of the recipe, which is basically to temper the chicken crown and legs in the poaching broth. So what I like to do is bring the broth to the boil and then drop the crown into the broth. And obviously the water is going to stop boiling because the crown is going to be fairly cold. And then as soon as the water comes back up, to a gentle simmer, I take the crown back out and rest it for 30 to 40 seconds. This way, you're not leaving a raw, delicate chicken breast into a very hot broth and it's going to overcook. You actually you take it out to allow the external temperature of the chicken breast to cool slightly and to allow the underside to temper gently. So you repeat this process of bringing the broth back up to the boil, dropping the crown, taking it back out after 20 to 30 seconds, resting it for 30 to 40 seconds, 
you keep on doing this until the external temperature of the chicken is hot enough to continue the sustained simmering of the stock. So you'll notice that after doing this three or four times, the chicken will be hot enough that when you drop it back into the stock, it doesn't stop boiling. And then you know that the chicken's been tempered well. And then I just turn off the stock and leave the chicken crown in the stock with the lid on, with the heat turned off for about 25 to 30 minutes. If you're doing less time, you obviously you're gonna need to be working with a smaller crown and a temperature probe is helpful just to be sure because this is a recipe about cooking perfect juicy chicken and juicy chicken is kind of on the border of unsafe and safe. So I like to think of it in terms of degrees. So 56 degrees Celsius is for me perfect juicy chicken, which might have an ever so slightly pink hue close to the bone, but this is completely safe. Just make sure that it's 56 all the way at the thickest part. I actually don't probe the chicken anymore. I just use a fairly medium to small chicken and I take mine out about 25 to 30 minutes. But for home cooks, if you're unsure, just use a probe to be safe. Once the chicken has reached 56, dunk it into ice water, into an ice bath. So you want the ice bath to firm up the skin and firm up the fat under the flesh. Then I like to bring the stock back up to the boil. You drop the chicken legs back into the same stock and you cook those separately. The legs have a lot of collagen and connective tissue, so they obviously need a little bit longer. But just because the legs will be smaller than the crown, you don't need to keep tempering them. They can sustain the slightly higher heat that's going to be cooling gradually. And then after 45 minutes, you just take the legs and you dump them into the ice water as well. For the second part of the recipe, you'll be making the sauce. This is one of my favorite sauces to make, which is simple but slightly dangerous. So you need to be very careful when you're making it. You take the ginger, garlic, and spring onions. I gave you some quantities early on, but really, I never really weigh anything in this recipe. I kind of do it to high. But roughly, you want to do one part garlic, two parts ginger, three parts spring onion for this recipe. So you can do that in any way you like. So one part garlic, two parts ginger, and three parts spring onion. So basically you just need to chop everything up extremely fine. And just keep going until you have a mash, a paste, like a smooth paste of garlic, ginger, and spring onion. And I think a lot of home cooks will be frustrated and bored at this process, but it really makes a difference if you keep going until everything is a very unified sort of mash. It'll sort of look like a greeny, light green tinted mashed potato for how much you will have chopped this down. And then weigh the mash, and then you want to do about 40% of its weight in grapeseed oil. So say the mash is a kilo, you want to be using 400 grams of grapeseed oil. Then you put the mash of garlic, ginger, and spring onion into a large bowl, and then bring the oil up to a very hot smoking temperature in a wok. So put the oil into a wok, turn it on high heat, and you'll see the oil will start to smoke after a few minutes. And what I like to do is put the bowl of mash outside or on the floor in the kitchen with some newspaper surrounding it, just to be careful with the oil. And just pour the oil very carefully into the chopped garlic, ginger, and spring onion mash. And this will smoke and create an incredible kind of wok, smoked aroma, and the vegetables will crackle and they'll spit and they'll just make the most insane fragrance. And then as soon as you've poured the oil in, just give it a quick stir and there's your oil done. You might want to strain some of the excess oil off. I like to strain some off so that the sauce looks sort of like a puree that's a little bit split with some oil, so it's not too oily. But using a little bit excess oil, it doesn't harm. And then with this strained oil, 
you can keep it aside to season the chicken. So the third part to the recipe is to cook the rice. So basically, you take the rice, which is jasmine. I like to use Thai jasmine rice, and weigh the rice and the chicken broth. And they need to be at about 1 to 1.1 ratio. So the broth needs to be at 1.1 and the rice needs to be at 1. So you toast the rice in the sesame oil and just toast it very gently in the pan in which you're going to cook and steam the rice. So just toast it in the oil so the grains become coated and slightly translucent. And you're just toasting very gently, not at a high heat. Otherwise, you're going to scorch the grains And then on the side, you'll have your broth, which will be simmering. And that'll be 1.1 times the weight of your rice. And sometimes if you have some nice little bits of chicken fat or little bits of excess skin from the first part of the recipe, when you're breaking the chicken down, you can add these little pieces to the rice as it's toasting. And those little bits of rendered chicken fat and skin will really add flavor to this cooking process. So then once the rice has been toasted, I like to bring the cooking rice pan up to a high heat and pour the chicken broth over the rice, and it'll start to boil very quickly. As soon as it's boiling, which will probably take five seconds or so, give the pan a little shake, stir, put a lid on, and then turn the heat down to the minimum heat. Usually for about 400 grams of rice, this takes 13 minutes, but it really depends on how many people you're cooking for. But I wouldn't cook any less than 200 grams of rice, otherwise there's no point and Rice cooks better in a larger mass, and it's always good to have leftovers. So I cook four to 500 grams, but if it's more than that, if it's more people, say eight people, maybe do a kilo of rice. And then steam the rice with the lid on at the lowest heat for 13 minutes. Don't open the lid. The opening of the lid disturbs the cooking process and releases some of that moisture that you need to continue to cook the rice. And because the ratio is very low of rice to broth, This is an absorption method of cooking rice. And if you get it right, you'll make the best rice you've ever made. So don't open the lid and let it cook for 13 minutes. And then once the timer has gone off, just set another timer for five minutes and turn the heat off and allow the rice to rest for five minutes. That resting time is crucial to continue cooking and make sure the grains are fully hydrated. This makes a very al dente, chewy rice. So this is definitely a very personal recipe. It's not necessarily a type of rice you'd eat in a restaurant it's definitely more al dente more chewy it's how i like to eat it and i think if you're a rice fan you'll enjoy it and then finally the last part of the recipe is the broth so i like to reduce the remaining broth to a very intense broth just by reducing it in a pot to taste so you're going to have the flavor of the wings and the backbone which you've simmered initially then you're going to have the flavor of the crown and the legs that have been poaching in the broth any excess chicken fat and also the aromatics that you infused originally. In this last process, if you have any leftover aromatics, the spring onion, ginger, garlic, whole pieces, just infuse those for 10 to 15 minutes with some fresh coriander and then strain the broth and serve it. So the dish will be served as the chicken, the cooked rice, the sauce, the ginger, garlic, spring onion paste, and the rice broth. One little tip is to carve the chicken. I like to take the breasts off the bone. You can remove the wishbones before cooking. This is something you can look up online. And then it's very easy to simply take the breasts off the bone and carve them into nice thick wedges. And then that oil that you strained from the paste previously, you can use to brush over the flesh and skin of the chicken. This gives it a really nice shiny appearance and also 
it's very interesting because it's a clear oil, but it's super aromatic and tasty. So the chicken looks very bland in a way because it's just poached chicken breast, but it has this amazing smoky aroma, amazing aromatic taste. And then when you season it, it's just extremely juicy and flavorsome without necessarily looking as impressive as roasted chicken. And then same with the legs, carefully carve the meat off the legs. Try to keep it in very clean, accurate, nice, large, bite-sized pieces. Part of the enjoyment of this dish is to have nicely carved chicken. And so because the chicken's hot, cold, and it's been set in an ice bath, it's a lot easier to handle. So take your time with carving the chicken and arranging it nicely, because that's part of the way to enjoy this dish, is to take a nice big piece of juicy chicken breast or leg and dip it into the sauce with the amazing rice, and then take a sip of the broth. So that's all for the recipe, but there's a lot of things going on here. You know, you're making a really intense chicken broth, you're perfecting al dente chewy rice, and you're also poaching a chicken. And these are very few ingredients involved, but there's definitely some patience and care. So if you listen to this recipe and have any questions, then just reach out and thank you for listening. Thanks to Jeremy Chan for this week's recipe. He's the head chef of London's Ikoi restaurant. You can get more reports from the hospitality sector across Monocle 24 shows by subscribing to our magazine and also by signing up to our email newsletter, The Monocle Minute. Head to monocle.com for more info. I am Marcus Hippi. Thanks for listening and bye for now. <laughs>